Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to Headliner Radio. Today I'm joined by Nadia, an alternative pop singer-songwriter from Manchester, who's just released a brand new EP called In The Flesh. Nadia, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. I'm uh, excited to chat today. Uh, Those are very nice things of you to say. That's just that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> where are you? Uh, where are you calling from today, Nadia? And uh, what have you been up to so far this week? So Manchester, but I was in London yesterday to drop off like a birthday present and go to an event, and then I've come back home today because I've got a performance on Sunday, so I got to get ready. Nice, nice. So a bit of rushing about this week here, there, oh, and everywhere. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Cool, cool. Um, before we talk about the new release, uh, Nadia, if you wouldn't mind, I want to pick your brains a bit about your kind of musical origins. Um, I know you were born in Egypt uh, with an Egyptian okay. Sudanese heritage, uh, moved to the UK when you were a child. Tell us about um, your early memories growing up in Cairo, because I think that paints quite a nice picture of how you kind of caught the creative bug when you were quite young. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's a weird one because I was a really like nosy kid I just wanted to know everything about everyone and hear everything and all that stuff but in terms of like the music I was hearing it wasn't any kind of English music even though there's loads of that there so it's completely I don't know how I managed to miss it but it was a lot of like um <laughs> kids bop but make it Arabic <laughs> it was like something about writing on walls and like there was a song at the end of one of my favorite films which was like I think Ahmed Nicky or something and it was it was some ridiculous songs that no one knows now like if I if I referenced them some Arab kids would be like oh my god my mom put that on in the car but then like no one gets it so because I wasn't really ingesting that much music even though I loved it I would um, put on little performances for my poor parents my poor, poor parents because <laughs> there's nothing a five-year-old can show you musically that is gonna be <laughs> unfortunately um so yeah i used to make him little tickets though so that's kind of cute nice nice yeah oh cool no that's cool i mean it's nice that you have that a bit of kind of cultural context in that in that respect um because i know you write and sing in english and arabic which i love i think yeah. it sounds uh very natural the way you kind of blend it with your melodies and stuff um and we'll, and we'll talk about that but what what sort of music um other than uh, what you just mentioned what other kind of music were you listening to growing up and um who do you sort of consider to be your main musical influences who who have influenced your sound i mean they're so cool so it's a bit hard for me to be like oh yeah they influenced me as in like <laughs> as if i could put myself in that same world but um i was so into strumming who's this belgian artist who's from who lives in france and makes french music and it's so good and um pink pink was a huge mm. one for me john bellion i was so obsessed with john bellion it was not normal it was like the making of videos but because he clearly i don't want to say clearly he might have adhd and i like deeply related to how he was like running around the studio and like saying things out loud to his friend in the room who did not understand what was going on like I was I was like oh my god this looks so fun so I was really obsessed with them he was my first concert though John okay. Bellion. I want yeah I was like so excited that's a good first gig yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was really good it was at like O2 Academy or something some really like dinky <laughs> little place in Manchester it's not dinky it's actually really cute but yeah I was just so in awe I remember oh god it was so vivid for me how do you um do you take similar sort of influence when it comes to your 
your lyrics and and the actual content and stuff as well is that do you draw from where do you sort of draw that from um mainly just like i think maybe bits i really like how pink writes and and how obviously john bellion writes but i've also been like just writing all my life i've got like um a horrible shelf of diaries that i will never look at in my room (laughs) because they're just like i know they're from when i was like i had this little strawberry shortcake one when i was five and then going all the way up to now because i've got i've got my diary that i write in now and i i just got really obsessed with writing because i didn't know how to explain things out loud in a way that was like explaining exactly how i felt and diaries don't ask questions which is really nice so it's brilliant it's brilliant and then quite nice to be able to turn that into a song as well if it's just kind of yeah yeah um okay so the new ep uh, in the flesh uh six tracks uh, essentially about getting stuck in your own head um hence the name in the flesh i suppose yeah. right yeah yeah um, exactly yeah I've, i mean i've had a listen it's very it's very kind of eclectic each song i feel has its own sonic identity and it there's a there's a bunch of different sounds and instruments and and textures you've sort of experimented with on there which is which is really cool um for our listeners Nadi, if you wouldn't mind just talking us through some of the tracks on there um perhaps your favorites um in terms of you know what they're about and and sort of how they come together from a from a creative perspective for sure so well the first one that came out from that project as a single was what's it like and i love that one so much in terms of just like this it's very like happy sounding kind of tragic lyrics which is always my favorite go-to and it was just obviously about but the whole in the flesh thing, I'm a very, I want to say I'm a creepy person because I'm not a creepy person. That's not it. Um, I'm very focused on details of people's like abnormalities or their little like, I don't know, habits that I think are quirks, really sweet or cool. I guess. Yeah, yeah quirks. Quirks yeah. is a really nice thing because <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. I'm so obsessed with that because I just think like I'll watch, I remember seeing like one of my old scout leaders write the letter g in a certain way and i was like this is so cool that looks so good or like my friend would would do her eyeliner a certain way or certain friends would like walk a certain way and i was just so in awe of like things that made people stand out without them even trying things that came naturally yeah yeah and then that whole thing started so what's it like means a lot to me because i still feel like that <laughs> i'm always looking at people like oh that's so cool like, how am i gonna talk about um i love the k because that's the first time i've like helped produce a song that was like huge for me and i, I have a real like angsty fucking like 15 year old living inside of me so i'm trying to i'm trying to not i'm trying to allow her to have like that kind of experience like i need them to to get all the anger out from from being kind of powerless with a teenager and i really like both hands up i think that one's a good one because it's just kind of i've learned recently that people not taking accountability is like a bad thing and um, i work so hard on taking accountability myself so it was nice to like call it out in a song. I've thankfully no incidents behind it like recently, but I remember writing it at the time, maybe two years ago and being like, no, you're not getting away with this. I'm going to write a song. <laughs> and I've forgotten who it's about. <laughs> completely forgotten who it's about. I mean, it, I mean it, it doesn't matter as long as you like the song and, um, and it's, you know, yeah. it's, I guess, um, I, I, I know the track uh, tricky conversations kind of t- touches on that a little bit as well yeah. um and you mentioned decay which is i think we can all relate to that a little bit at the moment um did, did that just come from a place of 
kind of just feeling a bit fed up with, you know, cost of living and all that kind of crap that's going on at the moment. Yeah, pretty much. It was it was a weird one because I remember like I kept seeing all these videos, especially on TikTok, where people were like, "You're paying more," and there's like less in the bottles now. It's like not 100 millimeters, milliliters anymore. It's like 75 milliliters. So I was like, "Damn!" And I was like looking around. And I was like, "Why am I?" why am I broke? Like, what's going on? Like, stuff that I was, like, chill with last year or the year before or whatever, suddenly it was, like, kind of devastating to repurchase. I was like, oh, my God. Um, and I remember being in that room, my friend Zishan, the one um, I made it with, he's he's so cool, and, like, his room is, like, really vibey, the production room. It's so, like, dark, and there's, like, a little leather couch in the corner, and there's this little, like, fire, like, fake fire thing. And I remember looking around and seeing the colours, the maroons and the like, whatever. And then the sun, I was just so angry. I was just like strumming on the guitar and he put an overdrive pedal on it. And I was like, damn, like this is, yeah, I've got to, I've got to write something here where I'm furious because I'm really annoyed because I don't think, I think a lot of people are surviving right now instead yeah. of actually living. And that makes me so sad, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, um, yeah, it's 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 a mad situation that we seem to have found ourselves in, um, and it's what? a it's a nice kind of commentary, I think, that song on uh, on on the situation. Um, what is your general uh, songwriting process, Nadia? I, I mean, it, I, I would imagine it differs depending on what kind of track you're working on, obviously, because, like I said, every track on this EP seems to have its own kind of sound. Um, but do you have a do you have a certain songwriting process like does it start with a a concept or a top line for you or just maybe some chords and then you work the melody around that or yeah it's more of a like conversation i think it's one of those where the whole i used to try and write songs that were like think of a story you know what i mean i was like oh my god like you could write about anything but i didn't really feel that connected to those songs because i was like i'm not really there's all these things I'm experiencing day to day. Like, why wouldn't I just write about those things? Like there's a lot of identity here to kind of, you know, um, write about in lieu of therapy. Um, so I was just like, there's, there's gotta be something. But, um, I think it's mainly that I'll sit in a room with someone. We'll have this conversation and sometimes I'll pre-write stuff on my notes. And then some, most of the time I like to just kind of either play something or hear them play something. And then it come out naturally because whatever it is, I love editing in post and stuff like that, but I just feel like what comes out first is always the best thing. Like it's just the instinctive gut feeling and that's what I want to follow as much as I can. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of raw, just whatever comes out naturally first usually sticks, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, So where do you, where do you often lay down your music? Is it a local studio? You mentioned uh, a friend that you, that you work with. Is it, is it Manchester where you usually go to the, to the studio you know what it changes i've been doing sessions in london i've been doing sessions in manny cool. sometimes i send vocals from my house because i've got a little mini setup here and i'm trying to learn how to produce and that's fun yeah. it's a weird learning a new skill and not being immediately amazing at it i hate that oh, it's, it's so tough. hard though it's i mean i was, I was going to ask that as well how involved are you in the sort of production side of of your stuff because it's it's nice to have that autonomy over over your content and that mm-hmm. kind of you know just being able to to do what you want with it but it is it is hard like it's not yeah 
now it's annoying like if you would have asked me one year ago or like a year and a half ago I'd have said none like it was I would try and suggest things but I would be like you know that thingy where like this goes down and they'd like have to paraphrase in their <laughs> production mind and they'd be like what's wrong with this person like just learn oh this them. is what they mean okay right exactly but then um there was this thing where like I don't know it was recent where I was just like okay I can come to you with the chords of the song and I can come to you with like how I want the drums to sound, da, 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 whatever. And like usually they'll take that and they'll make it way better. Obviously, because I'm working with people who are very talented and like they have years of experience and they've been doing this for a long time. And I'm kind of just like, hey, I like production. I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like I'm gonna dip my toe into this world. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I'm trying to I'm trying to actually learn how to produce stuff on my own. And I've got a friend who's like a DJ and we're doing accountability things so that we definitely like progress and stuff. And we send each other our beats, even if they're terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to, I really wish I could go to someone hopefully in a few months or something with like, even if it's something patchy and it's just like the the skeleton of something, but it's produced and they can just like, so I've at least produced the foundation. I really want to do that because it's so freeing to do it without any kind of, um, someone like observing you do it yeah absolutely know. yeah what's your little home setup like then have you got a little interface and some monitors and yeah what is that yeah. uh, what's that oh looking like at the moment? this is such a find i need to tell you about this this is so cool so i found these like little speakers in i, I love thrifting i love charity shops but they were like these little like echo something whatever i don't know but like these mini speakers for three pounds three quid come on three quid that's insane, really? that's insane. i know <laughs> i know it made me so happy and they work i was like there's no way i felt like i was robbing them i was literally like oh my god it was so close to cholton and she was like yeah, yeah yeah three quid i was like okay i'll take it and then um a midi keyboard that my mum bought me for my birthday nice i was just like oh, damn it, I, just, I just need it yeah yeah and then yeah my interface mic my laptop and then my, my guitars as well that's it really no. i've got like a massive amp but i don't need it for anything i'm an idiot i don't know why i bought such a big amp every venue has an amp it's nice to have though if you're you know i don't know it if you... serves as a great side table <laughs> i guess and i love having it on the lowest setting so that my neighbors don't eat me uh, like i don't know this is ridiculous uh, i was gonna say it's but... probably pretty loud right when you uh when you crank it's insane when it's cranked all the way up yeah. it's like it's, yeah. it's like meant for proper big stages and i have an idiot but it's fine it's fine it's an investment right it's an yeah investment. exactly it's a, like you say nice coffee table if anything but exactly. um, yeah uh i want to talk a little bit about um live shows as well if that's all right because i know you've been very active on the live scene um playing regularly in manny and london um you played i'm just reading here nadia you played the halftime show of the 122 cricket game and that was like yeah. twenty thousand capacity people at old trafford like that sounds like a pretty pretty cool gig yeah Dude, i'm doing it again this sunday oh nice this oh. is crazy like i was like when they invited me back i felt so grateful because i was like it was so annoying because I'm telling you, I had that gig a month and a half before it. I did my first open mic in Catford. Oh, wow. Like, I'd done like little gigs before, but I was like, it wasn't songs I wanted to perform and I wasn't doing it regularly. I think I'd done one since COVID. And I was just like, so out of practice and so kind of achy and scared and shaking and all this stuff. But then all of a sudden, like, I got that call for like a month later. And if my management hadn't been like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, I would have said no. I would have been like, no absolutely not i'm too scared i don't want to do it but it was so good last year and this year i get to do it with like two of my friends who like are 
playing drums and guitar so oh amazing it's gonna be mega i'm so excited like i think it's gonna be really really cool yeah yeah that's dope. It's fun. That's fun. Dope. um you've also played a bunch of uh, festivals this year as well um mm-hmm. liverpool sound city meltdown um liverpool arab art festival pretty cool one um tell us about uh some of your favorites and some of your some of the ones that you've played recently that have have kind of really stuck in your head as being you know cool moments for you um honestly i think two of my highlights this year one of them was pride for sure like pride in london because yeah that was left where i was seeing so many like queer arabs there and that was something that really connected to me because i was like oh my god like this is so cool and like my friends all showed up and like they were screaming lyrics front row and Amazing. there were so many people there. I was just like, oh my God, this is like, this is a wonderful community. And afterwards I was talking to so many people and they were so kind and I felt so like genuinely, I don't know. I just felt amazing. I, I it was, it meant so much to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, Meltdown was huge as well because I had to sell tickets and I was like, mm, no one's going to come. <laughs> it's in London. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I've got a few friends there, but like, <laughs> And then to see the room like be like full, I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like, I just, I don't know. It felt really, really, really good. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have I you... felt very grateful with those two in particular, but all the gigs, honestly, I've, I've gotten really lucky this year. Yeah, good, good. Have you got uh, plans to play uh, other than the, the gig you mentioned this weekend? Have you got anything else in the pipeline for the rest of the summer? Mm-hmm. Uh, rest of this year that you're particularly looking forward to yeah there's a few things but i i, I don't know what i'm allowed to share okay but, well yeah, if you don't know things. then don't tell me yeah exactly we'll get, we'll you're get in very trouble. kind that's good that's good <laughs> i don't want to get anyone in trouble um <laughs> so you. yeah but i uh, no, that i mean that's enough said really like it it sounds like there's there's stuff to look forward to and be excited about which is which is great um you mentioned a couple of highlights just there is there any other moments since you started doing music that um, have really uh, been like great kind of turning points for you or or memorable moments, you know, not just in on a stage, like in the studio or just in your artistry in in general, you know? You know what it is? I think it's that, so I've been doing music far longer than I've been doing any kind of like social media or anything, but um, social media kind of grew apart from music. But one of the things that really got me is when people weren't, the first time someone was like, oh my God, you're that person who makes music. I was like, oh my God. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> or they were like, oh, I love Ouch, or I love these songs. And I'm like, dude, thank you. That means so much. Because that was, I don't know, my favorite part of this is all meeting people. I'm such a like, it's awful. <laughs> like, I love I genuinely do love people and when I see people and like they're excited to see me I'm excited to see them and it's like I don't know I feel like it's a connection there and I I really want that from the get-go I've always wanted Mm -hmm. that so to see it slowly come into fruition is just brilliant yeah I feel very grateful awesome awesome uh I think that's a nice place for us to leave it that's most of the things I wanted to talk to you about Nadia um is there anything else you're particularly looking forward to um music wise and just life wise that you've that you've got coming up just like making more music and getting in the studio again and and then doing all that like I'm just excited for the rest of the year I feel like it's been a busy one so it's nice to sit assess redo 
all the good stuff really but yeah thank you it's been it's been lovely to talk to you yeah it has it has been really nice and and thank you again for your time um we will uh hopefully catch up very soon but for the purposes of the podcast we will say our goodbyes now and uh yeah all the best of everything you've got going on at the moment thank you you too thanks nadia headliner radio supporting the creative community